Guess what time it is? Tell me, Farron, what time is it? I don't know the literal time, but <laughs> what we're about to do is give a shout out to one of our listeners. That left us a five-star review on iTunes podcast. So this one is from I Love Kristen. So it's either a narcissist <laughs> who loves themselves or this person loves another human named Kristen. Either way, Kristen... I'm glad you're loved. This one's for Whoever you. you <laughs> yes. This one's titled, This Podcast is Better. I absolutely love listening to these ladies. You can tell they have a deep friendship and they complement each other well. Another thing that stands out is their desire to bring forward important information slash discussion. You're not just going to hear two old hags talking about their opinion, but they back what they say and are talking about with studies and interviews. So, I mean... Are we old hags, but we talk about additional things, or are we not old mm. hags? Either way, like, 30's the new 20, right? Gosh. Is that what they know. say? There's plenty of positive to outweigh that. My back feels 80. Does that make me... <laughs> go to bed by 7.30. You do go to bed early, but you know what? I do. That's and, all right. And then I text you early. You text me late, and I text you early. <laughs> yes, we have to catch up on each other's messages. 12 hours difference. Yes. <laughs> All right, people, enjoy the but show. Wait, what oh, wait. if I want my review read oh. on the Witty and Gritty podcast? Well, I will tell you, Farron, you will go to your Apple Podcast app or on the computer, scroll all the way to the bottom, leave a five-star review, and then you will get the chance to have your review read. Yeah, maybe someday someone will leave the name I Love Farron or I Love Brooke. Hint, hint, person out there, leave that. No pressure, <laughs> but please, Under maybe. pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, bye. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Okay team, episode 80. Dang, that's a big number. It is. That's it a sounds, fairly decent grade on, on a paper. Sounds larger than 84. Just big A-D. <laughs> Dang. Yes, 80 episodes. We are in the middle of our book promo mini-series. So yes. we've had A.J. Sherrill, Betsy Adams, today is Savannah Price, and next week is Tara Lee Cobble. Yeah, if you're new to the show, turns out one of the things we do is we digest books through the Christian lens and then give it back to you. Um, and so that has caught the attention of a lot of authors. So we are approached by authors from time to time to review their book and share it on our podcast with our amazing audience. Um, and so we go through those offers and we pull out, again, the ones that we think fit best with our message and our calling and that you as the audience would most benefit from hearing about. 
yeah, if you are interested, you can send us an email, wittyandgrittypodcast at gmail.com, or you can message us on our socials, either on Facebook or Instagram, because that's what worked for the other people. So those are good routes to go. Yeah. You say routes, don't you? We had this discussion. My mom says ruts, and uh, that's what? the problem. <laughs> that's That's the problem. Route, root, rut. <laughs> That's a different thing that you get, like, stuck in a rut. That is very funny. Don't drive in the rut 44, rut 66. I did not know that. Now that makes sense on why you say it wrong. Because it's route. Let's not fight in front of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. Okay, so like we said, we have Savannah Price on today. We are about to play the interview we have. But first of all, you need to know this about her. She's based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, and she works as a residential and commercial realtor. She attends graduate school at Covenant Theological Seminary, so she knows her stuff. And she is currently serving as a worship leader. She graduated from Liberty University with a bachelor's in science in digital marketing and advertising. And she uses that to build and sell and market her company. So she talks about why she wrote this book. And it doesn't have to do with real estate, which is pretty cool. I just love seeing someone out there going after it all. Yeah. And apparently she's good at a lot of things. Yes. This is a good example. This is kind of like what we do. We have our full-time jobs, and then we have this passion that we feel like we've been called to. So there you go, people. All right. Let's listen to what she has to say about her upcoming book called The Wild Calling. We have Savannah Price on the show, an Enneagram 5, I think. Yeah. Okay. Because we talked about that last time when we were chatting before we had you on. So Enneagram 5 wrote an amazing book that we are excited to talk about. So Savannah, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you guys for having me. I am so excited to talk to you all. Um, You both are just incredible ladies who are living your wild callings. So I would love the chance to, you know, kind of get to chat with you guys about uh, that. And I'm excited for today. This is, this is awesome. Yes, I, ever since our pre-interview, I've just been dying for our audience to get their hands on your book and to learn more about you. So why don't you get us started just in general, telling us what the book's about so they get an idea of what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, so um, I wrote this book and um, I wrote it, it's called The Wild Calling. The tagline says, believe what you carry, um, because I believe that we each are given a wild calling in our life. Um, first, we have to believe that wild calling. Um, then we have to um, kind of, well, first we have to discover the wild calling. Then we have to d- believe it. And then we have to figure out how to carry it into our everyday lives. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me with this book is just, you know, it looks different in different seasons of life. Um, for some women and some men, it's, you know, being a stay-at-home mom or, or dad. And for some people, it's being, you know, corporate or um, being an artist or being anything in between. And there, it isn't the same in every season of life. It doesn't have to be something you're stuck with. Um, like your wild calling in your 20s is probably not your wild calling in your 60s. And that's awesome. So it's kind of for every um, age and season. I love that because especially for the seasons, if you are changing a life phase, I'm thinking about my twenties. I mean, podcasting was not like, this was not a thing. I think 2008 ish was really when podcasts started taking off. And if you would have said before I went to college, Hey, you're going to have a podcast one day, I would say, number one, what's that? (laughs) Right. So I love that this book fits for seasons and it gives you the permission to say, Mm -hmm. okay, I thought I was supposed to do this, but 
now that I've learned these skills, it's really so I can use this over here. Exactly. Tell me more about the tagline, the believe what you carry. I just love that. And I was curious um, what the story was behind your tagline. Okay. So I am, I am an aggressively competitive smart kid with no athletic ability. So the smart kid thing just is my wheelhouse. Um, Do not make me play sports. I will, I'm a really good sideline cheerleader um, or bench warmer, whatever works. Um, But I say that to say, so I kind of clung to that identity as the smart kid. I was a teacher's pet, a straight A student. I did all the extra things. Um, And so I got to college and that whole identity of I'm called to be a smart person and this is my contribution to society, I crumbled. I completely crumbled um, flat on my face first year because I had bought into this lie that I had told myself that that was all I was capable of. Um, and that that was, you know, if I didn't succeed, then I had nothing. Um, and so for me, believing what you carry is, um, you know, we all have gifts and things that come from um, the Lord and he gives those to us, but we also have to believe that we are capable of those things. Um, you know, so for me, it was, I was the smart kid, but I hated um, being in front of people, but I was insanely gifted in music. Um, And so I actually, I would sing, I would, um, I took classical piano for nine years. I was super just like, I I loved it. Um, And it started with that. And I kind of felt the call to lead worship and to pastor people in that way. And so um, I moved out to Northern California for a summer, which was awesome. Um, I went to a worship school for, um, for an intensive program to learn how to be a worship leader. And I came back and I was like, okay, this, this is my wild calling. And I was so nervous. I was such a, I was a wreck. I was like, I've done all these things. This is my wild calling. And I was like, I think I'm going to throw up on stage into the microphone. It's going to be great. Um, so for me, believing what you carry, um, I had a friend in this worship school and she pulled me aside on the first day which is super weird because like again I didn't really like talk to strangers that was kind of a thing of mine um Enneagram 5 you just like process a bunch of stuff and then you just say nothing um so she pulled me aside and she was like hey um the Lord just wants me to tell you that you need to believe what you carry um you need to believe that you are capable of the calling that God's placed on your on your life and that it's not just the things that you claim as your identity and I thought oh my goodness I figured it out. If I can believe what I carry, my gifts, my talents, my abilities from the Lord, um, and I can live my life from those things instead of the identity that I put on myself of the smart kid, the successful person, you know, I will, I will be able to live my life to the fullest. Um, and so I came back from that and I was like, okay, wild calling, here we go. And so that has actually been the tagline from, um, from my life a little bit, but also I was like, it has to go in the book. It's, it's just that thing. So, you know, I think of the reverse of that too. If you're carrying something that you don't believe, then Mm -hmm. you need to set it down. Yeah. So we talk a lot about negative self-talk and that's something that both Brooke and I have dealt with and we know lots of our listeners have. And so the way you described believe what you carry in your experience makes total sense to me. And then the second interpretation I got just listening was if you, if you're going to believe what you carry, then you have to set down something. If you're carrying it that you don't believe. Right. So, right. Or that you even meant to carry. 
some of, some of us are carrying around stuff we're not even meant to carry. And Jesus was like, hey, I'm supposed to hold that for you. Will you stop? Yep. Yeah. I um, I read something the other day. It was just a quote on Instagram that said, um, human bones were not created by the divine to carry the weight of the world, um, but instead to appreciate the weight of the world. And so I was like, hmm, hmm. I, I really like the thought that we're not supposed to take it all on. Um, and I think that that can be something that we all struggle with. So, but yeah, I love that. I love the reverse of that. Well, I like your Instagram quote because I have trouble setting it down. Like we're supposed to just pretend it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But your quote that you got from Instagram talked about the appreciation side. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it gives it recognition, but distinguishes it between being your responsibility or not. So, mm -hmm. oh yeah. my my goodness, you're just full of inspiration. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Let's get back to your book, though, because your book is amazing. What, without giving too much away, right? We want our readers and our uh, audience to still have some, as I say, way too much, like meat on the bone uh, <laughs> when they go to read your book. But if what is like your main takeaway or highlight or favorite part of the book? Um, if you don't mind giving away a teeny piece or a favorite part. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. I'm going to be honest. Is. Um, I know. How are you ever going to choose? <laughs> well, I think for me in writing this book and finishing it and then going back and editing and the final process, um, I wrote this book about a wild calling without realizing that this book was my wild calling. Um, and so one of the things that I talk about in there is, um, you know, how to just set aside the things that we've carried for so long, like you said, set aside the things that, um, you know, we've picked up from others or our expectations for our life. Um, because my life at 18 is not what my life looks like right now. Um, and, it, and by the grace of God, it's not. Um, but I say that to say, for me, the wild calling is every day is new. We are fully restored. Um, each and every morning, his mercies are new, and then we can live out our lives accordingly. Um, we don't have to take on yesterday's or last week or last year's baggage. And so for me, um, that looks like letting go of anxiety and anxious thoughts and, and um, intrusive anxiety in the form of, if you don't do this, you're never going to be good enough and no one's going to love you. And I'm like, that's a really dark, intrusive, anxious thought. And so I had to learn that you can figure out your wild calling in one hand um, and sit down anxious thoughts in the other. And um, that's a balancing act. So, you know, some days I'm like, Oh, wild calling, here we go. And some days I'm like, anxious thoughts are winning a little bit. So, but yeah. I, I appreciate your vulnerability and sharing that because I think some people might have it in their head. Like some people just write books and some people don't like it's easy. Mm -hmm. Like for them, it's easy, but for me, it just, it's too hard. And yeah. so I appreciate your vulnerability and sharing that because I think that resonates again with a lot of our listeners. I, I love when people tell me that they're not writers. Um, and I, I tell them, I'm like, okay, maybe in, in your sense of what a writer looks like, you're not a writer. Um, I am not a writer by any traditional definition. I love writing. I love literature. But um, writing was never something that I was like, oh, this is mine. This is my thing. Um, I learned, though, that the practice of writing and journaling and looking inward made me able to then turn around and, you know, preach the good news outward better. 
um, in, in a more communicative fashion. And so people are like, you're not a writer or I couldn't be a writer. And I'm like, how do you do all this? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to be honest, writing a book is like emotionally being naked. You just have to be cool with it, except the fact that someone's going to see a stretch mark and not like it and just roll. I mean, that's what I tell people. I'm like, it's being emotionally naked. I love that you brought up journaling and how, because you were able to journal what was in your head, you were able to articulate to people, like you said, the good news. So because you got it out of your head, you could work with it and make it in a way that multiple people could understand. Because a lot of times we word vomit and we're like, oh wait, that's not what I meant to say. This sounds awkward. Oh no. But you were able to do that and take that and turn it into a digestible form where people can read it and understand. So kudos to you. And I'm curious too, because um, we're in our author series. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of our authors have shared, you know, like that they would never have seen themselves, um, you know, maybe becoming authors or thinking like they set out on the journey and all the way through, we're kind of like, what am I doing? Imposter syndrome or what have you. How did you get from um, worship leader? Well, first of all, stud in academics. Okay. So I was on the field, but don't put me in the classroom. (laughs) And then, you know, so how did you go from worship leader to book writer? You mentioned journaling, Hmm. but talk about that moment when you like decided, you know what, this needs a, I need to share this, you know, can you go deeper into that part? Yeah, for sure. Um, So in true Enneagram 5 fashion, um, I had a Word document where I kept all of my like ooh, this is a profound thought. I need to write this down and keep it somewhere other than a journal. Um, And I had about like 60 pages of that. And so in in just a moment of like transparency and vulnerability, I was telling one of my best friends, I was like, hey, um, I have this Word document and it's probably really weird, but it's like all of my really profound journaling thoughts. And she was like, oh, can I read it? I was like, no, you're gonna you're gonna hate it <laughs> and so I sent it to her anyway in true best friend fashion like if your best friend can't talk you into doing something that gets you so far outside your comfort zone you know I mean that's that's the real that's the real best friend um and she was like just send it to me she's like I'll I'll delete it as soon as I you know I'll delete the text message as soon as I read some of it and she's like I'll never talk about it again and she calls me like 30 minutes later and she's like oh my gosh she said I'm I'm not even all the way through it she was like you have to write a book um and I was like no okay <laughs> write a book and so I started thinking through that and that took a while that's just I'm I'm I stiff armed it I was like I'm not gonna write a book I'm not gonna talk about anything that is personal or any I'm, I'm just not I'm not gonna talk about it um and then I she kept on I had mentioned it to my mom I'd mentioned it to um my inner circle of women in my life and they were just all like go for it what's the worst that's gonna happen um and so I started researching Christian publishers um and I went through a process of um author coaching so like I was coached you know, hey, turn in your first 60 or 100 pages and then turn in your, um, you know, 200 pages and and we'll edit it and send it back to you. So I was coached through this process and had it not been for my coaching team, I would have never been able to do it Um, because there were a lot of times where I was like, all of my words are bad, guys. I'm sorry. Um, And so they ended up making a huge difference um, and pushed me all the way through. So, but yeah, that was how it all started. I love that. So each of the four people that are in this book series have all done it a different way, 
which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So one of them self-published, one of them self-published their doctorate. One of them is a transcription of their podcast. And then we have you who went through a publisher. So I love how all four of you guys have books out and you went four different ways to do it. So, because the first, the first he published, he self-published his doctorate and then a publisher bought it. So very neat. And I really like how you talked about, um, we talk about the people in your arena and mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with the right people and that aren't going to just let you live in your comfort zone, but, and the push comes from a place of love and, you know, divine intervention, right. Of them speaking to you. So I love that, that you shared those examples and two that you started out in faith, like you're going to start it. And then all the author coaching, you know, had you known how helpful that was going to be, it probably would have been easier to get started, but that required a little bit of faith in the process and, and just moving forward before you could see the path in front of you. So for sure. sharing that story. So where can people find this book? I know it doesn't, it's not out yet, but where can people find this in the future, very near future? Um, so the link will be on my website, thewildcallingbook.com. Um, the, the link will be on um, United House Publishing on their website. Um, I'll put links on my social media. It will be on Amazon. Um, my hope is, you know, to get it into some major retailers, Target, etc. Um, if I see it in Target, I think I will cry because I am very much obsessed with Target and I love them a lot. I used to work at Target, so it was a very bad plan because I loved it so much that I was like, I can work there and have self-control. No, mm -mm. nope, <laughs> doesn't happen. Don't, don't do it. Don't work at the place you love the most because then you're just going to love it more and spend all your paycheck. So I really hope my husband's not listening because my backup plan is to work at like Hobby Lobby or Michael's. Mm -hmm. And he says that will happen, but I'm sure it could not possibly. <laughs> it will. It'll happen. Okay. So what are your, where can people find you on the internet? Your, what's your website, your Instagram handle, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, my Instagram is at Savannah B. Price. Um, and then my Facebook is The Wild Calling Book. Um, I am in the process of taking in my launch team. Um, so I, I really, am, you know, I have a separate page for that, but you can find information on the main page. Um, and then also you can find my website, which is thewildcallingbook.com. Um, United House posts stuff about all their authors on their social media, which is at United House Publishing, um, unitedhousepublishing.com, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, so you can pretty much find it all there. Great. Well, before we wrap up, I always like to ask the people we interview because sometimes our questions don't always set up for the home runs. Is there anything you want to say to our audience or drive home um, before we wrap up this interview today? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I think that, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, if talking about a wild calling, you feel a little bit of like a stirring in your chest of like, ooh, I've always had this thing I've tucked away. Um, there's no time like the present. We are in the middle of a pandemic. People are starting and running businesses from their homes. People are working and going to school from home. Um, people are even who can go out are limited. Um, reach out to the people that you feel 
um, like live out their best wild calling, um, reach out to them and talk to them. Um, you know, you're welcome to message me or anyone in the realm of, hey, this is something I'm really passionate about and I'd love to find out more. Um, I think one of the biggest things is I didn't wake up one morning and say, today's the day. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to put on my, my bootstrap, pull myself up on my bootstraps and live my wild calling. No, it was slow. It was very slow and it felt incredibly painful um, because I had to walk through things about myself that I didn't like or I didn't enjoy. Um, I had to work through um, fear of failure, which was huge. Um, and so at the end of the day, like it will be slow growth, but you're going to look back. Um, I actually, um, I talk about this on social media. I had a, I'm a terrible gardener or plant grower or anything. I literally keep two dogs alive and that's my prime achievement. Um, can't keep plants alive. My friends think it's hilarious, but I have a Christmas cactus from my great grandmother and she passed away a couple of years ago. I got it. Um, it was half dead. I mean, it was brown. This sucker was like not going to live. I was like, oh, I'm just going to get a really cute pot. Like that's how much I thought this thing was going to die. Um, and so I actually, um, I brought it with me on the move. Um, I moved a couple months ago. And so I'm settling into my house and I just stuck it in the corner of my shower um, on the ledge. I was like, oh, it'll get, you know, missed or something. That'll be good for it. Whatever. Um, all my plant friends are stroking out right now. Um, but I put it on the ledge and I was like, okay, it'll survive sunlight, water, whatever. And I just intentionally thought about it. You know, Hey, I'm going to take care of this thing. I'm going to make, you know, since I had it, I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to growth. Um, and I think for me, I had to do that in my own life. I had to commit to growth. I had to commit to the days where like, I felt very brown and dry and withered up and kind of emotionally dead. Um, and I had to commit to still take care of myself and still, reach towards growth um and I actually I looked up in the shower this morning and it had bloomed it has a bloom on it I didn't kill it um and so at the end of the day that is so representative of your wild calling it's not going to be instant you're not going to grow overnight you might in some areas but in others you won't and you just have to wake up every day and say hey I'm new every morning I'm loved abundantly and I'm going to be cared for by my heavenly father and care for myself. And you're going to look up one day and you're going to realize that you bloomed. Um, and you're either going to figure it out or someone else is going to tell you. Um, but yeah, that is the purest definition of the wild calling to me is the fact that, you know, it's slow, but it's growth. And you're going to wake up one day and realize this is what I was created for. I love that story. That is a fantastic story. You're such a good storyteller. I'm like trying to not laugh over your audio through this whole thing. It reminds me too of the analogy um, from, I think it's Atomic Habits, where it talks about, you know, an ice cube at negative 15 degrees is, you know, solid. Mm -hmm. And at negative five, zero, five plus 10 degrees, the temperature is rising, but you're not seeing the ice cube melt. And so, like you said, just that continual growth and progress towards that goal. And I really love that you said that, you know, you might not notice your, it yourself. It might take someone close around you to, to point it out. That was, that was big for me. I like that part too. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate the compliment of being a storyteller. So yeah. I love it. 
All right, Savannah, it was so great to have you on. You guys, we got to go get our book. We'll let you know as soon as it hits shelves. So thank you again, Savannah, for coming on. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. I appreciate you all a ton. We love you. Bye. Bye. I love you all too. Gosh, I just think this book is going to be great for anybody that's at any stage of the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't know what your passion is and you're trying to discern what your calling might be. Or maybe you do know what it is, but you can't, you don't have it narrowed down enough. Right. And so then once you have that determined, I just love how it goes into the next steps. Because I feel like most of our audience has that passion that they've decided that they want to do something about, but they don't really know where to take it from there. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited for you guys to get your hands on this book and where it's going to take you. Please keep us up to date. We'd love to hear always, always, always about your progress and where you're at in the journey. For sure. So this book should come out around January. Make sure you find the episode links. We'll put it in the show notes. That way you can find her book and maybe even possibly pre-order. We shall see. Okay, so that wraps up episode 80. And next week, we have Tara Lee Cobble on to close out our book promo miniseries. We help busy Christians get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes. 